0: the Limitless
1: Leadership Podcast. Well hey everybody and welcome or welcome back to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. My name is Tim Alford and I'm going to be your host for today's conversation. If you're with us for the first time, welcome along. The Limitless Leadership Podcast is a series of conversations with top youth ministry practitioners and thinkers helping you and I as youth leaders to reflect on our practice and to grow as leaders. And today is no exception. Can you believe that it has been a year since we uh, adapted to the restrictions placed upon us by the coronavirus pandemic and started doing youth ministry online? A year! And it's been crazy, hasn't it? And it's been hard and it's been challenging, but in amongst it, there's been stories of God's goodness. And so we thought a year on, this would be a brilliant time to reflect on what we have learned and what that means for us as youth leaders going forward. Is digital the new mission field? Is the future of youth ministry online or is it a little more nuanced than that? Why is it that young people have been disengaging from our online programs? What's been going on there and and, and what has it taught us and and what are the tools and the skills that we need to continue to develop to utilise the opportunities that are presented to us in the digital space. That's the conversation that we're having today and uh, I have assembled a a group of incredible youth leaders, youth pastors, five of them no less, all in different contexts uh, across the country. Uh, Some of them uh, in large churches with big tech teams, some in small churches with no tech teams, but all of them having a go at connecting with young people and reaching young people online during this pandemic. And the conversation we had is a fascinating one. So that's enough from me. Let's get into the podcast. Well, hello, everybody. I'm really excited about this conversation today because I have the wisdom of just not not just one guest, or even two guests, but five brilliant youth pastors uh, doing youth ministry in different contexts across the nation, uh, and I know they're going to be dropping wisdom bombs all over the shop today, Uh, so I want to introduce them to you, brilliant as they all are, and I'm going to ask you guys, as you introduce yourselves, uh, not only to introduce your name and the context of where you are doing youth ministry right now, but... Because the theme of our conversation today is Youth Ministry Online, a little look back of of what we've learned over the last year, really, of of adapting to doing youth ministry uh, largely via a screen, uh, I want for you to share your best youth ministry online fail over the (laughs) last 12 months. All right. So uh, I'm going to begin by uh, welcoming Sean Hornsby. Sean, introduce yourself and tell us about your youth ministry fail.
2: Awesome, thank you. I don't know which one to pick, too, I'm not going (laughs) to lie. So, (laughs) my name is Sean. I'm uh, part of Rediscover Church. I'm the youth, young, adult students and evangelism pastor. Um, But biggest fail, I will go with, um, right at the beginning, in our first lockdown, uh, we were doing Zoom calls online, classic, and uh, we thought it would be really cool, so we wanted to copy Limitless to have like a nice little countdown video. So we had these funky countdown songs happening, and uh, as it was happening, I obviously was accepting people in who were all on mute, not realizing that I'd not muted myself, um, which sounds absolutely okay, but I was that pumped at being the first one. I was singing at the top of my voice the whole way through the song that was on, <laughs> which was a young and free Hillsong song. And I genuinely thought no one could hear me. I knew they could see me. So I was like, my fingers are going, I was like singing out loud and then welcomed everyone and said, big welcome to everyone. Everyone muted themselves and told me that they could hear me singing the whole way through. And I was mortified to Tim. So.
1: No, no, I think it's good setting off your first session with a bit of energy. My other question for you, though, Sean, is if you are the uh, youth, students, young adults and evangelism pastor, what do you do the other three days of your week? (laughs) Great. 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 Excellent. Superb. Um, I want to now welcome Rianne Card. Rianne, uh, great to have you with us today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your context and your youth ministry felt.
3: Hi, so I'm Rhiann, I am from Birmingham, I'm the Youth and Young Adults Pastor of a church called Ealing Life Church North Birmingham. Um, okay, so my fail, and like Sean, yes, there have been plenty, uh, I think it happened at the start of lockdown, and we were just doing a mental health series, and it was going really great, and it was like really deep, people were opening up their feelings and stuff, saying actually these are my insecurities, um, and this is the first time I got my head around using breakout groups, so I put people in the breakout groups, it was going great, and then I was trying, and when I look back now, it was so simple, but I made it such a big thing. of just trying to set a timer so the meeting, uh, so the breakout room would close in 10 minutes. What I actually, actually did was um, end the whole meeting. And then we have a WhatsApp group. So everyone's like, what happened? What happened? I was just, I was talking, the team messaging in the team chat, what was going on? What was going on? And I was like, um, it, was, it was just me. I pressed the wrong button. Sorry. Ended Superb. All the
1: meeting. <laughs> Superb. Great timing. Brilliant. Love that one.
4: Uh, Andy Hancock, over to you. Yeah, so I'm Andy Hancock, I'm uh, the Next Gen Pastor for Life Central Church, just on the edge of Birmingham, uh, and I hope you can tell I'm originally from Liverpool, not from Birmingham because I know how to talk properly. Um, my, I don't know, I've ref- offended Rianne now, um, but you know, my um, it's hard to pick one, I've had a lot. Um, I mean, my best fail is um, the first time Laura, my wife, preached on our Zoom call And I was like, babe, don't worry. I'm going to set it up for you. I'll do all of the unmuting and get it set up. And then I pitched myself on the wrong side of the camera. And so she started and I was like, I need to get out of the room. And I figured I wasn't on camera and crawled behind her (laughs) and had the classic, like, top half was, like, cool and ready for Zoom. Bottom half was, like, awful shorts and socks and sliders. (laughs) And, like, just... Heard, heard the girl who was living with us upstairs, who was also on the Zoom call, laugh her head off as I crawled on. Then I was like, oh, snap. I'm on camera doing that. <laughs> um, and thankfully, thankfully, it's done the numbers on social media. So if you want to see it, go to my Instagram account um, and you can check that out. A more serious fail, though, is um, my small group is is the older one, so they're 16, 17, 18. And every week... Uh, the guys who run our, our youth stuff give us a game to play within our small group and I just stopped using it because I was like older guys don't want to play the game and just before Christmas I kind of got them together and was like guys our group's gone flat like I feel like none of you want to be here and they, were like, they all fed back and said like Andy this like it's become boring and too intense we want to have fun and we want to play a game and I basically made a decision thinking they don't want to play a game because they're the older ones. And actually, they want to play Among Us, and they want to play code names, and they want to play those things. And so it was a real moment of learning, of going, wow, I've really failed there. And so every week we've made sure we've played uh, games and stuff. So that was a bit of a fail that's a bit of a recent one.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. And can I just say that when I saw that video of you commando crawling across the floor on Zoom, (laughs) I actually cried real tears because I was so funny. Genuinely. Genuinely. Coming out. So good. So good. Kez, uh, introduce yourself.
0: I'm Kez. I'm the youth pastor at Limitless Malvern, the source youth. And so many fails. But (laughs) The most recent one I'll tell you about is we were gathering on Sunday morning for our youth discipleship group, ready to hear from God. And previous weeks, we've been hearing from Jesus. He was, you know, changing lives. And we were ready. for for God to come and then a young person who's never connected into a discipleship group before connected in and this young person doesn't have a faith in Jesus but was really interested and and so I went around the different people like oh what have you been doing this week what's been your highlight and I I asked this person and uh, he was like oh I've learned a song and I was like awesome what's the song about and and he said oh it's about it's about love and a relationship and I was like that's so cool! Do you think uh, you could play that? Because uh, the topic today is about love and and relationships, so that's so fitting. That's amazing.
1: I think I can see where this is going. Anyway, it comes out
0: lately, ding, 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 and let's just say there were a few swear words in that song. <laughs> and I was not ready to deal with that, um, and so that that's probably the fail that's stuck in my head the most. To be honest.
1: Or if... Super. What's youth ministry without a few swear words, Hey, Wonderful.
4: And, uh, uh, oh, that, that should be on the next brochure. <laughs> Tim, leader of limitless ministries, what's youth work without a few swear words?
0: <laughs> uh,
4: Brilliant. Uh, we
1: might edit that bit out. Okay. And, uh, uh, last but by no means least, you might even say the headliner of our uh, introductions. Anna, over to you.
5: Uh, cool. Uh, hi, my name's Oret. I am the youth director at City Gates Church in Ilford, um, and my youth ministry felt like the rest of these guys. I've I've got loads, but I guess the most embarrassing one. Um, so we set up a YouTube channel um, to put our re- like pre-recorded like messages on, um, and there was a brief period where we were able to meet back in in person and. Um, we were using the pre-recorded videos um, in that um, situation. And we had one of the um, young people come, who's not a Christian and he saw our YouTube videos and it was like just me talking and saw how many views there were. And there were only like like three views, I think. And this like 13, 14 year old kid for about 10 minutes straight was just ripping into me like, oh, you're such a loser. You've <laughs> actually got two views on your YouTube video. I just felt so embarrassed. By, by a 13, 14-year-old kid. Um, wow, yeah, that's shots nice. fired. That's yeah.
3: harsh, right? and Send us the
2: link and we'll give you some more views today.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that.
1: Fantastic. Well, um, I'm so pleased that, that you're all here and have all agreed to have this conversation. Um, and, and we've asked you to be part of this because you're all doing youth ministry in different contexts, different uh, size churches, different size teams to help you um, to do youth ministry online, but also, um, just you, you're uh, you're all great people, uh, men and women who love Jesus and who are following Jesus, and are giving your absolute best to serve young people during this period of time. And so I know I'm going to learn lots, and uh, those of us uh, listening and watching are going to learn lots from from hearing from your wisdom and from your experience as well. So here's the thing: it's almost unbelievable to say it, but we've been in this situation for not too far away from a year now. I mean, it's great. Who would have believed that, you know, 12 months ago? I know that I wouldn't. And it looks like we're going to be uh, here for some time yet. And, you know, back in in, in last March, we, we all kind of made these adjustments. We all went on this rapid kind of learning experience, trying to stay uh, connected with young people, trying to reach and disciple young people uh, online. And over that period of time, there's been a couple of i guess uh, narratives you might even say slogans that that we've been kind of quick to fire out we we've we've heard heard people say things like the future is online or or digital is the new mission field and i wanted to know you know from your experience of the last um, 12 months to what extent Would you uh, agree or or, or disagree with that statement uh, or those statements and why that, you know, the future is online, that digital is the new mission field? Has that been your experience? Do you think that that's where the future of ministry and youth ministry in particular is going? Uh, Rianne, I'm going to start with you. And then, guys, I just want to open it up and ask you to fire in uh, what what you would say.
3: Um, Yeah. So I believe that in the current day and age that digital is the new mission field uh, in the sense of for me to refuse to go online um just because i thought that it was going to be a short time thing would have meant that i'd essentially like you said missed a year of ministry with our young people and we would have lost the essence of speaking into their lives we would have lost the essence of being a part of them during this this hard season of life that we're all going through um but i don't believe that digital is the new mission in the essence of when the day comes that we come out of lockdown and that things return to a new normal that we are sh- uh, to solely just base everything that we do online um, I, d- I don't believe that is the way because i i think that there's a lot of things that we that are missed like for example i i think We've had so many uh, sessions on Zoom where a young person's like really felt this commitment to Jesus and been like, Yeah, I just feel like this is it. And it would have been so great to lay hands on them and pray with them to support right. them on that journey, to be one on one with them, you know, when the session finishes to spend extra time on with them. But due to some of the safeguarding things, due to uh, just restrictions, just to have the essence of the duration of being online means yeah. that you can't do that. So okay. for me, yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah, so so the,
1: uh, I hear what you're saying. So there's a sense in which, wow, this has been a really useful tool, and there's things that we've learned. But there's also there's also some things that you know, digital can't be a substitute for being alongside that person, laying on hands, praying for them. I, I, I hear what you're saying, guys. Uh, Chipping, what what are your perspectives on these these thoughts, these narratives? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I
0: totally agree. I think digital is the digital world is part of the mission field but it's it's not the whole mission field now it's not that this is the new mission field but actually it's just part of it because well i guess it's part of it because wherever lost people are that's where god's mission field is right that's where god wants to go that's where god wants us to take his gospel um but i think something that i really struggled with is that online is just too full. There's too much information being batted around. There's too much to process for young people. And so as much as I think we need to be online, we need to see that as part of the mission field. I do wonder, you know, even in this time, if, you know, it needs to be more than that, I think.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. There's almost like that barrage of like, you know, uh, kind of stimulation and information, and you know, how, how do we know what to focus on? It's so almost to us thinking, yeah. Go on, Sean, you were about to chip in.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think the church is in a real space of reformation at the moment. They're trying to figure out what's going to be next, and it's difficult, isn't it? I think the prophetic voices we're trying to listen to at the moment uh, are from the people that are doing this every single day. Uh, one of the things I would say is potentially for youth work specifically, we've been engaging in online ministry for a long, long time. Like it's, it's not new to the young generation. And perhaps for the church that are reaching out to uh, an older age on average, this whole experience feels very, very new. But this is speaking for myself, it, it's not felt very new for us. Of course, we've had to adapt to some uh, online gatherings and stuff that we perhaps didn't do before. But the use of main social media streams to in, a, in order to engage with young people has been a thing that's been a constant throughout you know, the, the 10 odd years that I've been doing youth ministry for. So I think the the danger that we might have is that we see what's happening at the moment and how the church is engaging in the online world, rightly so, but we see that as the complete future. And I think that's potentially what's been echoed across across the answers at the moment. You know, the reality is that 95% of young people don't attend church. And that's a, sh- a shocking statistic that we, we obviously need to help with. But the other reality is that there's a there's a whole space out there that isn't just in the online world where young people are. It's our job as missionaries to invade those areas with the truth and compassion and goodness of Jesus. And if that's in the online world, or if that's in their schools, when they're all back in schools, then so be it.
4: Mm. That's true. Sure. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, like when this is all over, we can't just go running back to our buildings. Like if we do that, we, we've just missed it. Uh, and I think... I think for me, I wouldn't say that digital is the new mission field, but it's a new mission field. And I think it's a mission field that pre COVID, the majority of the church wasn't engaging with. And I think we've all been forced into this space and almost, almost maybe we were 15 years behind where we needed to be. Uh, and I feel like COVID uh, and lockdown has. Has propelled us fifteen years into where we need to be in those spaces, and I think when when this is all over, we can't go running back. But I think, like like for me, it's it's not it's not a it's not a, it's not one or the other. It's both. And like, uh, you know, there's this phrase that I think Harry Newoff is using about digital and it's physical and digital. Uh, and like like for me, you know, if you heard of a you know if you got a message to say that 95% of your young people were all gathered at McDonald's at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoons. Where would you go and do youth ministry at McDonald's at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoons? And the reality is more than 95% of your young people are engaged on social media. And so, therefore, you and your ministry should be engaging with social media because all of your young people are there. And that doesn't mean you base your whole ministry around social media but social media should form an arm of your social of your ministry in my opinion
1: so yeah. Andy I think that that's real. that's really compelling let me push back on you a little bit there and, and see what you think of this um uh, if somebody uh in your youth ministry told you that they had a pornography addiction um you know or they had some kind of substance addiction um you would come around that young person to help set them free of it, right? Mm. And that would be the journey you'd take them on. Um, the fact is that the majority of the young people in our youth ministries do have a digital addiction, um, mm. not just compulsion, real addiction where they feel um, deep anxiety about being separated um, from their phones, you know, the compulsion of having something in their, their pockets that's demanding their attention, all the time, means they're extremely distracted, not just our young people. Um, so what would you say to the person who might come at the perspective of actually, um, by, um, by engaging online with our young people, we're feeding their addiction. And what we should be doing is trying to set them free. Mm. What, what, what,
4: what would you say to that? I, again, it's a both for me. So it's a, we we need to be engaging with our young people online, but we also need to be helping them and be free of that addiction. And so, so for me, like I would never stand up on a stage and say to young people, when you are of a legal age, you should not drink alcohol uh, ever. Uh, um, I would say you need to, you know, and um, teach biblical principles around it and teach around, you know, how do you do this in moderation and teach wisdom around it and boundaries. And, and we use a phrase that we call crash barriers and uh, uh, and in, infiltrate, uh, implement those things in, in their lives. And for me, it's the same. It's where we're having this. Follow us on social media, follow us on Instagram, you know, keep in touch with us. But we're also having this thing of, you know, it's not healthy for you to be on social media eight, eight hours a day. And so we do that. We teach into it. But, and we, we teach into, hey, it's important to think about which accounts you follow uh, and, you know, how you engage with social media and setting appropriate boundaries. And so for me, I don't think we should throw the baby out of the bathwater. I think there is there is loads to be gained from social media and from the digital world, but I think we've got to do that in a way that helps our young people engage with it healthily. Interesting, interesting. Uh-
1: Okay, all right, I'm going to come to you on this next question. Um, and it links to the question we've, we've just spoke about, you know, is digital the new mission field? And, you know, is that the reality for, for young people and youth ministry? Because in my conversations with, with youth pastors, youth leaders, uh, across uh, the, the country uh, and from all different denominations uh, and backgrounds, um Uh, and demographics and and all different sized churches actually um the 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 common trend has been this kind of gradual decline of young people engaging with our online programs and that's particularly been the case for those young people who are not connected to the church via their their kind of christian families if they're not from christian homes and and so i'm going to come to you but others of you please chip in as well Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think that we've seen that that trend? Because I've got to tell you, I was really surprised at how that's happened. I thought, uh, perhaps somewhat presumptuously, even arrogantly, as we went into this process, you know, a year ago. Hey, youth ministry, you know, we're gonna sail through this. We're gonna be fine because, like we've just been saying, young people, all of our young people that are online. You know, they're digital natives, Wi-Fi in your pocket generation. They're gonna they're gonna take like this to ducks to water. And, it, and it's been really interesting that that hasn't been the case and so many of us have really struggled and what's happened is we've kind of um, kind of whittled down to a faithful core who are there kind of week in week out but some of those people who are on the peripheries they've disappeared and some I know from at least my experience in our own youth ministry have just made the decision that we uh, we're still connected kind of one-to-one we'll still engage physically but, you know, when it's a Zoom thing or whatever, we're just, we're not here for that. Um, and so, all right, what, what would you put that down to? And, like, what would you say to those of us who are struggling? Is there a way that we can boost that engagement online again, do you think, as, as this lockdown continues?
5: Yeah, um, big question. Um, I guess, it, at least in, in our experience, I think I'd put it down to, to two things. Um, one being that, with online stuff, um, there's so much that we have to compete with that we, that we can't compete with. I think um, mm. Kez uh, alluded to that, that there's so much content out there that is like just what young people want to consume. That is not what we're, we're offering that we can't compete with. Um, but also I think at least what we found is what we've attracted young people with is, is, is what they've stayed for. So when we were meeting physically um we had uh, lots of young people that um that they would kind of go through the the discussions that we had about Jesus and about God and they would engage with it but it was kind of secondary and what they really wanted was a space to hang out with their friends from school particularly the the non-christian kids and so when the pandemic came and took that space away, we no longer had. Um, we could no longer offer them what they what they came for, um, and so um, yeah, so they so they didn't stay. Um, and I guess off the back of that, what what I would say to, to people who are sh- who are struggling um, with that is wherever you can. Um, just keep trying to to engage with those young people that um, aren't coming online. Whether that's through phone calls, whether that's through house visits. If you need to yeah. get people in yeah. your team to do that, um, I, I, because yeah, again, what what you've uh, what you've attracted people with is what they'll, they'll stay for. So if you can um, then make it about the relationship they have with you, people within your ministry. Um, then, um, yeah, there's more incentive for them to kind of stick around.
1: Yeah, so it's staying committed, staying committed to those young people who don't want to show up on Zoom and keeping the contact with them through other means, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, safeguarding appropriate DMs or phone calls Mm. or walks or whatever it is. Yeah, Uh, Kes, I want to come to you because... Um, I obviously have the great privilege of serving under your leadership in, at, at Limpless Malvern. And one of the things that we found that happened was so interesting was in between uh, lockdown two and three, when we opened back up again, right, and we did socially distanced youth ministry. Well, kind of during lockdown two, like we've been describing, we had a like a, a decline of young people engaging online. Like we said, it kind of whittled down to that faithful core. We opened up physically and everybody came back and we were we were full every week, you know, in terms of the number of places that we could have in the bu- in the building. You know, our group of 15 plus plus leaders, as was the as the regulations then. And and then we did that for a few weeks and then lockdown three came and they all disappeared again. And it went back down to that kind of faithful core of, um, who, who who are there consistently each week online. Again, you know, what, what do you put that? down to and then i'm going to come maybe to andy Ryan, sean and ask you guys specifically on what do you think we could do now to kind of to, to kind of boost engagement again in future but karen what, what did you put that 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 kind of trend that we saw down to
0: yeah that, that is exactly what happened and it was ultra confusing because it's like wait you're still with us we haven't seen you in like months. you haven't connected <laughs> in um yeah like it's I think what, so I'm also a school chaplain, and a big part of my role as school chaplain is connecting in with students, making sure they're doing okay. And the thing that I hear from every single student that I'm connecting in with is, I can't look at a screen any longer. Mm. Like, I can't do video calls any longer. And I wonder if that's a big part of it. Also, Mm. we know mental health with young people is a big issue, and for some of them, looking into into the camera for zoom is a lot to Mm. deal with for some of them you know i mean i don't know about you guys but i think a lot of people spend the whole zoom call looking at themselves (laughs) that's just way too overwhelming for for a young person and so i wonder if it's kind of a mixture of those things and also as much as we can come up with really creative games and tim knows like (laughs) sometimes i go a bit crazy with the games that we do um as much as we can come up with these really creative games, it's not a substitute for being together for, you know, and, and shouting at one another in person, you know, it's, it's a completely different um, situation. Like we're all staring into each other's faces instead of walking alongside one another. Mm. Um, and that's, that's really, really difficult.
1: That's a really good point. Cause like, you know, I'm a bit of an introvert as you guys know, I don't really like, you know, sitting down in front of someone, looking them in the eye and having the conversation. I much prefer the shoulder to shoulder. So for some of our young people, being able to sit down on the PlayStation next to you, have a game of FIFA and have a chat as you're going, it just takes away some of that intensity of staring both yourself and someone else in the eye via Zoom and, and having that conversation. So that's a really, really interesting point, Karen. So, so Sean, uh, oh, go on, Andy, you're about to
4: chip I mean, in. Does, does nobody turn off self? you I do. When it comes to things like Zoom. That's the first thing I do in every single meeting. But do, do, you I, you tell, do you tell your young people to do that for themselves? I've tried and they've all, they all went, no, I really, I couldn't imagine not looking at myself. <laughs> um, which is the thing I'm really, really trying to teach into. But me, I hate it. So the yeah, first yeah, thing I, I do yeah. whenever I log into Zoom is, is turn my camera off. Because I yeah. just spend the whole time checking if I don't look like an idiot. Yeah. And now, I know I look like an idiot, but I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I tell you, that hide self-view function changed my world when I found found that. Um, yeah, totally. And I wonder, maybe actually, I know you say you do encourage young people and they, and they don't do it, but, you know, In terms of kind of boosting that engagement again, maybe if we could, you know, encourage young people to use that 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 feature, it would just take turn down the intensity Mm. of it a little bit. Because in our real life conversations, we're not currently, you know, um, continually staring at ourselves. We're not continually aware of our own, Mm. you know, features and expressions. And we had somebody just uh, just on on Tuesday night, didn't we, Karen, who um, didn't want to do the game which involved the camera because she was worried about her acne, right? Uh, and uh, you know because you, you, it, it's like you become hyper self aware yeah. when you're looking at yourself the whole time. So yeah, yeah go on, Andy, carry on.
4: That's a, that's an idea for a teaching series. Call it Hide Self View. Do four weeks on take up my cross. Take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. What what a great series that could be. There you go. That's uh, just, that's free to everybody uh, listening to
1: (laughs) that. Go go do that series. No, I'm
4: I'm trademarking it now as we speak. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Don't go do that. You can't have that. Um,
4: (laughs) uh, So Rian, any, any
1: ideas then from you guys on, on how you think, you know, as this lockdown continues, we can kind of boost that engagement again online. If, if we're in a place where it's, it's, it's kind of diminished over time.
2: Yeah, I think, um, from my experience here, I think there's a need for both in what I'm about to say, but I, I do think that care will always defeat entertainment. And, and for me, the the biggest mm-hmm. the biggest the biggest um, the biggest win of this time is it's, it's 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 kind of exposed the fact that perhaps we've put a little too much attention on entertaining young people, uh, and that shift is now starting to take place, which I think is really healthy. Um, from my experience within the youth ministry, we, we've failed loads at this as well. Um, I think it's a a time and a moment and a space where dinner table type youth ministry needs to be elevated to the same level as event type youth ministry. And What I mean by that is... That's good discipleship around food and community and doing life together one-to-one where vulnerabilities can be shared um, needs to be at least elevated to the same level if not higher to the large gathering type events that we're used to perhaps on sunday mornings or uh, events we attend and they they are still absolutely needed in the future as, as well in my in my belief but i think what i would say is um Just care for your young people as much as you can. Take the pressure off numbers. Take the pressure off how many people are attending. Take the pressure off, um, you know, the program and the structure and pay a little bit more attention to being vulnerable to your own feelings of how it's going um so you can relate to them and then also care and love on them Uh, allow them Mm -hmm. to know that it's okay Mm -hmm. for them not to want to come to your youth call and that's been a big thing for me right i think any youth pastor has been quite insecure about if a young person says i do not want to come to your friday night call your tuesday night call the natural thing default position for youth pastor is to go what am i doing wrong do i need to bring on more games do i need to get a bigger team do i need to do this this and this and actually there's been some young people that i've gone on walks for and they've said that to me and i've said if that is the case you don't need to be coming to, to the to the call. You need to yeah. do what's actually best for you. And let's go for a walk every week instead of you coming to the call every week. Um, and I think that care element is, is going to be really helpful. I think that, that helps. Mm-hmm. I hope it helps, Tim.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And, and it makes me think, you know, maybe there's a bit of a, a, a gift in here as well, because um, uh, for, for, for some of us, we I guess in youth ministry, we feel like um, – butter spread too thinly over toast right where we just feel really kind of stretched and i can't be this to everyone and actually maybe there's a little gift here in this moment where we get to invest that little bit more uh you know it, it intensely in fewer people you know the peter james and johns you know the 12 yeah, yeah. like jesus did he had he had the crowds but he disproportionately invested in the few didn't he and, and maybe there's a little bit of a gift here you know if, if we can get over our insecurity of, oh, no, where have all my young people gone? Yeah. Actually, there's a real discipleship opportunity for here for those mm. who, who, who are with us. Yeah, um, R- Rianne, I'm going to come to you uh, on this next question, because I'd like for us to get really practical now, if, if that's okay. And I'd love to hear from as many of you guys as we can, but as you've been doing Youth Ministry Online, over these last 12 months what have been the formats that have been most helpful you to you in 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 terms of keeping connected with your young people online and um why have they been helpful what have been the keys to to making that format work for you
3: yeah um well for starters let's just say zoom is an actual godsend um (laughs) so thank you lord for this because i think it's so great and so helpful um But we've been using things like Instagram and Facebook. Apparently, Facebook isn't cool for young people nowadays, I've been told. So what I actually find is Facebook is helpful for parents um, because they are all still on Facebook and they all get to see and and understand what we're going on. But in terms of youth interaction, yeah, apparently Facebook isn't cool. Um, But we actually have been using WhatsApp as well. Um, I know that WhatsApp have changed their minimum age um, and I'm we've been trying to find a suitable alternative for that um but for a lot of people they've had it before so what we've done is create this online consent form and gained uh, parental or guardian consent um yeah. whilst we try and find a suitable alternative right. but it's been so great to keep uh just interacting with um the youth and give them i don't know we just find that we get the more weird and funny and entertainment kind of conversations happen in the WhatsApp group chat which is almost okay. I guess the kind of conversations you'd have when you'd see people like maybe on a Friday night and you kind of get those initial conversations. That's great. But something that's been really helpful for us is, um, the YouVersion Bible app, um, To be honest with you, our team has kind of struggled because lockdown hasn't just impacted youth. They've impacted uh, people as well. They've impacted adults and our volunteer teams. Um, For a lot of them, they don't have the time or the capacity to prepare and give their all to youth like they would before. So for us, to be able to maximise what we do for the youth and our presence online, but to do it in a way that is effective for the team, New version has been such a great help, it really has. Um, so so how,
1: how are you using that? Are you doing shared reading plans together with the young people? Yeah,
3: yes. Yeah. So on a Monday, we have something called Elevate Life, which is a, a bit of a deeper um, kind of exploring uh, walking every day as a Christian, what that looks like. And we've been doing a plan together, so... Um, we would kind of do a group plan together, we'd read it together and we take time readings and just discussing what we've just read. And it's been so great. And to be honest with you, I think arrogantly, I assume that all of our young people knew what the Bible was and what it, what it looked like and how to read it. But I've had so many conversations explaining how to read the Bible with our young people, That's which so has good. actually been so encouraging. Um, and to be honest with you, I think... If it wasn't for us moving online and working in this capacity, those are conversations that I wouldn't necessarily would have had directly one to one like I've been having online. So,
1: yeah, Ryan really so good. I just want to pause here for a moment because I think there's a there's a takeaway for us here, and I I think that one of the things that has been, I guess, exposed or brought to light during this pandemic, um, and and again, of course, I'm talking in general terms, and it's not true for every young person but that loads of our young people just do not know how to spend time with God on their own, that they don't, you know, they don't know how to open the scripture on their own and hear from God through it. They don't know how to pray on their own. They don't have the tools to do that. And, and, you know, increasingly, I might like feel like if, if we do one thing in perhaps the five years that we have invested in the life of the young person, may it be that we teach them how to essentially feed themselves this is what a parent does right they teach a child how to feed themselves so that when they leave home they can survive on their own well what what if we made that as a priority you know in our youth ministries to teach them how to read scripture on their own and understand scripture how to how to pray how to hear from god i mean i just think i I, how much of that have i done really you know in in my youth ministry and i i think a really helpful point Rianne, sean did, did you want to speak to that
2: yeah just saying it's how we model it as well i think tim yeah a really big part of it, how we actually model it, because we've not modeled that well over the years, right? Yeah. We've modeled people or young people to expect to encounter God when they're in a big room filled with thousands of people.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: That's what I would say we've we've done and I've done that, right? I, I've I've done that. And I think we need to again just shift the counterbalance of actually we need to we need to break it down to one to ones and small groups and actually just go, actually the same presence of God can turn up at Come this on. dinner table in the most unexpected fashion in McDonald's at three o'clock on a Friday. Come on. Preach.
3: Come on. Uh,
2: as as it can in in an amazing event where God does show up as well. And it's trying to normalize the fact that God is in the most unexpected environments as well. Um, because, you know, most of our young people they're they're craving those things, but like we say, we've potentially not applied or give them practical understanding of how to engage with them when they're by themselves in a bedroom and there yeah. is an incredible worship band
1: um, yeah such a good such a salient point sean um, if there was a fire emoji i would drop it right now um <laughs> while you're talking sean i i'd love to hear a little bit about how you've been using tiktok Because I know that's you've been using a whole load of formats as everybody in the discussion has. But talk to me about TikTok and how you've been using that.
2: Yeah, you might not believe it, Tim, but this face was apparently not created for TikTok. So uh, there we go. Um, TikTok is not an environment that I am aware of or used at all. It's way past uh, my generational time. Um, So when we came into lockdown, we very quickly realized that all our young people, we've got a couple of young people that have got like, four hundred thousand views on videos and stuff on the TikToks crazy. And uh I had no idea what TikTok was until TikTok Ting came around. So thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, For those who don't know what she was talking about, it was a uh, um I would say an uprising. that happened at Limitless Festival Live that I was bullied into making a TikTok video. That's essentially what happened. But carry on, Sean. So
2: yeah, from that, we we started to realize that our young people had it. So um, instead of me trying to figure it out, and and I'm on that journey still now, if I'm completely honest, I don't know uh, how it works and, and a lot of the details of it. Instead, what we started to do is we started to create challenges and games based upon them creating TikTok. So we were just allowing their environment to be involved in an environment that we had no idea how it worked. So uh, we did like uh, best TikTok challenges. We gave them um, little kind of themes and stuff of what to do. And we had like vote offs and the winner of the best TikTok according to the youth got prizes of like pizzas and stuff like that. And uh, we just found it really helpful because they were just using uh, an app that they use so frequently there's over one billion people on TikTok, uh, which is crazy. Um, so many people use it frequently, and uh, the young people, I think, uh, I think they really they really responded well to the fact that we just created an environment where they could do what they do every single day, but bring it into a youth ministry that still wants to use Facebook effectively.
1: <laughs> a Really interesting thing that I just want to pick up on there, Sean, that you said is that you know it's not kind of um, I mean it's a shocking thought, but TikTok's not your natural habitat. Um so who took a lead on that for you? The young people. 100%. Yeah. Okay. I mean and I think this is the thing here isn't it? Like I sometimes think we feel a bit overwhelmed because we feel like we have to master every new platform that comes out, you know, and they 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 come out, they come around pretty quick, don't they? And um it's quite a lot to, you know, to get on top of, but actually you know, I, I love that, Sean. What what if rather than feeling like, oh, I need to be the next, you know, um kind of Instagram influencer mm-hmm. or you know, TikTok style, whatever. Actually we just hey, this is where the young people are at. Let's just release them to do stuff in that space. It's gonna be kind of more relevant and resonant. And uh, you know, it, it gives them a chance to kind of use their gifts and their creativity and, and their language, their native language to express the gospel, to be engaged in, in our youth ministries. And so so, so you had some young people. Uh, so all those initiatives you talked about, like challenges and all that kind of stuff, that that all came from the young people, did it?
2: Well, it came from their their understanding of it. And then we've got uh, a few young leaders on our team. We've got quite yeah. a lot of uh, young people that are part of our team. And Superb, uh, yeah. the conversation started coming around there of we need to start – um engaging with this environment and you know my generation is facebook tim that, that is what my generation used and you know uh we we have a facebook group and
1: sure my generation is msn messenger so don't worry <laughs> about it so, mind
2: <laughs> fair, i'm big
1: but i kind of you know i mean got to facebook and then myspace,
2: MySpace yeah that's it uh, none of the young people use well these things but even facebook anymore as we said earlier they just don't they don't engage yeah. in it um so for me it's you know it's part of my role part of my job part of my responsibility to engage with the things that they are using but also have a level of understanding and humility that potentially me trying to do what they do isn't going to come across well let's be honest I can't do them dances Tim I know you can you you say
1: that I mean Andy Hancock is partial to a tiktok dance and I've seen I've seen some special things with Andy Hancock on on tiktok (laughs) you're partial to a bit
4: tiktok aren't you Andy? Yeah, but I'm more a consumer than a contributor when it comes to TikTok these days.
1: Mate, so, I've seen. I, listen, I've seen that dance where you've got the Illuminous, like.
4: Um, the glow like, stick one. Glow sticks. It's good. Go yeah. find Andy Hancock, oh. everyone, on TikTok. Yeah, don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what's funny? That I was, I was open an hour and about whether to say this. Is that we, like, back in January 2020, before lockdown, like, said to our young people, should we start a Life Central youth TikTok account? They unanimously told us absolutely no way, <laughs> um, and then like in the summer we asked again, and they all said no. And so we've we've not done it um, because like our young people have kind of said like no to it. But I think I think it's it's read and what works for you and your young people yes, and your demographic, definitely. and and just because it works for Rediscover doesn't mean it will work. For limitless Malvern, and doesn't mean it will work for Life Central Youth, and I think I think with all of this of what we're saying, you've got to you, you've got to take it and apply it to, to your context. Don't just copy and paste, but apply yeah. it to, to your demographic. Th-
1: that's good, and and to that point, Andy, uh, we'll stay with you because. Um, you you are part of a real uh, tech savvy church. I've 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 been part of one of your um, uh, cruise live broadcasts that you do on YouTube on a Wednesday night, and it's brilliant. Like it's as good as anything um, that you you'll see online. So it's it's like high quality stuff. But when we were talking, Andy, just before um, we started recording, you you said actually, um, you know what's been great in this time is is phone calls. And, and, mm-hmm. and going on walks so you've so like you said before you are engaging in in this digital space you are doing you know regular stuff on Instagram on, on, on YouTube and on zoom but you're not neglecting that personal touch as well could you just speak to, to that side of what you've been doing for us a, a little bit
4: yeah the personal touch think we um, we just knew going into like coming into January coming into this third lockdown that everybody was going to find it tough. Do you know what I mean? Whether you, like, I personally didn't find lockdown one and two that tough. I enjoyed it, if I'm honest, in some some aspects. But we knew lockdown three was going to be really tough for people, and so we made the decision, as I sit on our leadership team, not sit on them because that would wouldn't be socially distanced. But <laughs> I'm part of, part of our leadership team, and we decided between the staff and the elders, we're going to call every single household on our database. And so we distributed out to the staff team, all of the staff and elders had around about 40 households each to call. And we called it. We called every single one of them by the end of last week. So we completed it last week. Um, And the idea was just to connect with people, just say, hey, how are you doing? How are you engaging with with church? How's your family? How are you doing? What can we pray for? And the fruit of that has been unreal. Um, so many people who we weren't sure whether they were with us because they weren't engaging in the chats on our YouTube broadcasts. Um, We weren't seeing them regularly. Like, we're saying, yeah, we love it. We watch it every week. We gather as a family. Um, And so we've tried to apply that to the youth ministry as well, of just, you know, getting that one-to-one course, doing those one-to-one walks. And, like, you know, I... I don't know what the future of the church looks like, and like I, you know, people like Andy Stanley are refusing to answer questions on the future of the church because they're saying? saying I don't know. And so, if Andy Stanley doesn't know, Andy Hancock knows knows far less. Yes. And but like what I am saying is, I think we've we at Life Central has re, have rediscovered some of the old school. Is that we've we've handwritten cards to every young person in the last 12 months. We've Um, handwritten cards to every single member of our volunteers we've done phone calls all that stuff that 12 months ago i would have said was dead like we found and it's been a really good tool for us so i think like i would say embrace the old school people are desperate for just a little bit of intimate contact with another human being
1: yeah so good and and you know, as we explore all these new technologies and learn how to do youth ministry in these spaces, it's such a good reminder not to neglect that stuff. And actually, you know, maybe even to double down on that stuff, you know, in these days. All right, how, how about you?
5: Um, yeah, well, we've just put really a lot of our energy into um, Zoom. Okay. Um, and just found that really um, fruitful and, and 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 good for us. I know um, a lot of youth ministries have found that difficult. Um, but we just um, two things. Just try and make it really, really like relaxed, and just a space where young people can just come and and just relax and kind of take a break from the mm-hmm. online school stuff. So we we'd let them uh, keep their cameras off if they want to. We let them stay muted if they want to. Um, and the team the team are just really great. And I say to them at the start, let's just work really hard to build community, to make a space where young people um, belong. Um, and so they all come on with their cameras off, they're muted. Um, some of them will have, have the cameras on and speak, but most of them don't. Um, and so we just tell them to engage in the chat, like, how's your week been on a scale of one to five? Um, and even just that kind of question just opens up so much. We th- This Sunday just gone, we had a young person say, um, he was his, his week was um, one out of five, and we asked why. He said um, that someone in his family had passed away, um, and then there was just this really amazing moment where all the young people in the chat were just saying, "Oh, I'm sorry for your last condolences, all this stuff." And I just said, "Guys, should we should we pray for him right now?" And they all like all of them were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So um, I prayed, and then um, yeah, they, they all said amen at the end. And then even off the back of that. This young person actually had their camera on so and I saw he was drinking something. So I was like, what are you drinking? And he's like, I'm drinking tea. And then we just started having this debate about how many sugars you should put in your tea. And started talking about, is coffee better than tea? Does water have any taste? Do people really like tea? And just really stupid conversations like that. Um, but just young people just feel like this is a space where we can just talk about whatever we want. Um and we've just found that when we when we have that kind of um environment and the team are really crucial in terms of creating that as well, um, that when we then go and talk about the bible and and deep stuff like that, um then young people are a lot more responsive um, and a lot more more open to talk about that that kind of stuff. um so yeah, we just um a high, like a high priority for us is just working really hard to create a space where young people just feel at home feel relaxed and and feel like they they belong um just, that so, that's really yeah. fruitful for for Zoom.
1: so good so good so much so much helpful stuff here uh and uh time is eluding us slightly so so kez i want to come to you uh with a with a final question and you know, for the majority of churches, probably the majority of our, our, our youth leaders who are engaging in this, this conversation, um, they, they don't have like, you know, big tech teams to support their, their kind of online youth ministry journey. And I know um, that's, that's the case for you. And like, you know, like you, many youth leaders are, are, are either part-time employed like you are, or are entirely uh, voluntary and they're just kind of doing this thing in their spare time and they've got full-time jobs and they've got families and, you know, they're trying to find a way to do this. So I'd ask you, Kez, what would your best advice be to, to those leaders who are kind of trying to make this stuff happen largely on their own?
0: Yeah, like, totally get it. I remember when this first happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, I do not have the equipment to deal with this. My laptop's rubbish. Like, I tried to do a Zoom call at the beginning on my laptop, and it just crashed in the middle. Um, and it just was a disaster. It was a, a terrible disaster. Um, and then I realized, actually, do you know what? I can just use the stuff that I've got in my hands, literally in my hands Mm. most of the time, my mobile phone. And now I just run, like, every YouTube video that I make, I film it, edit it, um, and upload it on my phone. Every Zoom chat we have, I, I do through my phone, every, you know, Instagram conversation, every time I slide into, you know, parents' DMs to check that the young people are okay. I, I'm doing that with my phone. And do you know what? My phone is not, like, it's not new. It's, like, a hand-me-down from my family or whatever. But it works. And, yeah, that hasn't limited us in any way. Like, we've just been able to to reach young people um so i just yeah i encourage you cost us nothing <laughs> because it's yeah. just you know what i already have and um yeah just use what what is available to you don't focus on the stuff that you Good. don't have and mm. focus on the stuff don't try and compete and try and um yeah. provide something that you can't instead focus on what god has given to you and the stuff you already have because yeah
1: that is enough because god's given it to you that's so good that's so good yeah of course you know just reminds me of that conversation that god has with moses at at the burning bush and he's you know comes with all of his like you know sense of inadequacy doesn't he and all the reasons why he's not set up to do the thing that god's asked him to do and god says to him what's that in your hand Mm -hmm. and he uses Mm -hmm. what is it it's a stick that's what it Mm -hmm. is and 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 through that little that he has, you know, God sets a, a people free from slavery. And what a great uh, reminder, Karen, that um, our job isn't to be, you know, as good as, you know, Hillsong Youth Online. Our job is to be faithful with what we've got in our hand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and just that reminder, Karen, as well, not not to compare yourself like. To the church down the road that's got the big tech team and can do you, you know all you all you can do is is be faithful with what you've got in your hand and do the best with what you've got and um you know young, young people are not sure of um kind of online entertainment right um but but maybe what they are short of right now is is that that personal connection like like you reminded us of earlier Sean, somebody to love them somebody to say hey i'm here for you and, and i care for you Mm-hmm. Um, so, what a brilliant, brilliant reminder um, to, to finish with. I haven't prepared you for this, guys, but what I'd love to do is just finish now with one or two stories of hope. Um, and I'm, I'm putting you on the spot and asking you to, to think back, but could you share with me a story, and we won't have time for all of you to do it, maybe just a couple of quick ones, of something that God has done through doing Youth Ministry Online? That perhaps wouldn't have happened if we weren't in the circumstances we're in right now. So I'll just open that up, first come, first serve kind of situation.
2: I've got one. Go I'm on, sure. On. Um, there's a we uh, many, many years ago had a church plant in Plymouth, which is about forty-five minutes away from Exeter, where we're based. And unfortunately, that church plant uh, didn't didn't continue, and it discontinued at the time. Uh, but we made some connection with some amazing families out there that still. Travel to be part of our church on Sunday mornings, uh, forty-five minutes. But uh, it became too much for that family to be able to bring one of their uh, daughters through to the youth group every Tuesday. Um, so we basically had contact with that person every Sunday, and we never saw them on Tuesdays. They came to Limitless Festival with us every year, um, but they struggled because of only engaging on Sundays to build up some real good friendships across the youth group. We tried helping. Uh, we got a message from this this girl who's come to every single uh, Zoom online call we've done um literally last week and uh you know we've been pulling our hair out kind of going can't wait to get back in the building and can't wait to see everyone again and this person just messaged us saying I just want to say that I'm so thankful that youth ministry has moved online. Um wow. because what it's done is it's meant that I've now got best friends because I've been able to connect with the youth people.
0: And, oh, um, that
2: person has created a small group of three or four girls. They literally, I know they shouldn't be doing this, but they, they have like Netflix watch parties during the day uh, on their lunch breaks and stuff. <laughs> lose their lessons, their But I won't say anything about that. Um, they FaceTime every single night together. They're always putting photos of themselves on Instagram. And, and I know 100% that would not have happened if we'd not come into an online world. That person has now found family, community, friendships, um that i know will last many many years going forward so that to me is is just you know uh, a sign of hope in times that i'm sure we would we would change if we could
1: so good so good love it sure we've got time for one more quick story so speak now or forever hold your peace
4: but I, i'm gonna jump in um because i'm riding a wave of last night we had three young people uh give their lives to jesus on our zoom call last night which is amazing so I mean, I'm confident that would have happened without digital. Um, but I think for me, just that sense, like I preached last night, it was the first time I preached on our Zoom call for a little while, um, and I felt like I was rubbish. <laughs> and, like, honestly, I felt like I absolutely toiled and dragged myself kicking and screaming through the talk. Like, just couldn't find a flow. Like, I asked everybody to turn the cameras on so I could see who I was preaching and try preaching to and trying to mix it up a little bit and nobody turned their camera on. And just, it just felt absolutely dead. And I just felt prompted off the back of some of the stuff that we talked about at Limitless Leaders about like engaging with the Holy Spirit and waiting on the Holy Spirit. And so mm. I just left the space at the end and, you know, shared a couple of words um, and then just said, but you know, if you want to give your life to Jesus, here's what we're going to do. We're going to use the virtual raise a hand function um, or if your camera's on, you can raise your physical hands. Um, and, and this lad, who um, so there's was three, um, three of them. I know um, two have been followed up. And I know this one lad last night stayed behind in his in his group call um, to be prayed for. And at the start of lockdown, his family said, "You're not going on Zoom. We don't think it's safe. You know, we don't care what Life Central are saying. It, it's not. We we've been told Zoom's not safe." Um, one of our youth leaders kept contact with his parents. Eventually, after a few months, they were allowed onto Zoom. His older brother, a few months ago, gave his life to Jesus. And through this series, his younger brother, uh, the lad, has, has um, been saying, oh, yeah, I don't quite believe, but this is all making me think. And then last night said, yeah, I want to give my life to Jesus. Uh-huh. And so what I would so say good. is, like, I thought everybody that was, surely everybody by now who's connected to our Zoom calls is a, is a Christian. And so I would say, like, don't give up if you feel disheartened and if you feel like, man, what is the point of me cracking on with what I'm doing and dragging yourself through, kicking and screaming through these Zoom calls. Like, keep your head up and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus because he's at work when you can't see it, when you think you're wasting your time and you think what you do is absolute bobbins, like God is using it, and God's using it to impact young people's lives. That's what I felt last night, and so I'm buzzing today that three young people in our youth ministry gave their life to Jesus, which is just really exciting. So
1: good. Absolutely brilliant, and so encouraging. And, Aura, in just a second, I'm going to ask you to to wrap this up and, and pray, but just as we wrap up, I just want to say to you, look, we're not here pretending that this has been easy, yeah, it's been mm. brutal it's been really hard and there have been real losses in this season as well as successes and i know that just all of us would want to would want to say to you guys don't give up um because what what you are doing right now is just it's so important it's always important what you're doing passing on the gospels to the next generation but in this season when exams are cancelled and young people are isolated from their friends and anxiety is escalating and they're struggling with their mental health that, that, that you can bring the light of the gospel and Jesus into their lives in this time. It's just so important. So keep going. Uh, don't give up. You know, wherever it is you're doing youth ministry and however it is hard it is right now, you know, we're cheering you on. Or uh, would, would you close by just praying for everybody listening today?
5: Yeah, sure. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are and for all that you've done for us. Um, God, I thank you that in the midst of uh, this difficult um, season Lord I thank you for your sons and daughters who um, have said yes to the call of passing on the gospel to the next generation Mm. Um, God for those that are fearing feeling tired and, and weary Lord would you just strengthen them Uh, Even now, as I pray, Mm. um, God, I pray that um, you would give them wisdom and guidance um, as they try to continue to navigate um, the the youth ministry in in the digital world. Um, And God, I just pray, um, yeah, that your spirit would just inspire them um, and and empower them to um, do whatever it is that their, their youth need at this time. Um, specifically for their context, Lord. Yeah. Lord, I pray that you um, would help us all just to um, love and care for um, those that you have, have placed in our, our youth ministries. I pray that you would help us and empower us to raise up a generation of, of yes. disciples, of followers yes. of Jesus. Yes. Um, Lord, thank you for the new things that you're, you're teaching us. You have been teaching us and will continue to teach us. Um, And as your spirit leads us, Lord, we know that um, all of our youth ministries are going to come out uh, better and stronger on the other side. And even through all of the the difficulties and the loss and the pain, Lord, we know that you are working. So we just um, submit all that we do to you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Fantastic. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Really stimulating, amazing to hear uh, different perspectives on youth ministry online. And you know what? Uh, For us at Limitless, we are just super passionate about equipping leaders and inspiring churches to raise up a Limitless generation. And that means we are here because we want you to succeed. We want to see you thrive in your youth ministry where you are. So uh, let me just encourage you to to check out the website, limitlesselim.co.uk and and see all the resources and events and training that we've got available for you, including our monthly online youth ministry learning communities to which you are all invited wherever you are doing youth ministry in the world they they take place every month we learn from experts and we learn from each other and they're totally free so we'd love to see you along to that and hey if there's something specific that you would like for us to address on this podcast drop us an email info at limitlessedon.co.uk we would love to to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much for listening. Please do feel free to share and, and subscribe if you think that this podcast would be helpful to other youth leaders that you know then then let them know about it as well. And don't forget that the most important thing you could give your life to is passing on the gospel to the next generation. Guys, what you're doing is so important. We are cheering you on and the smile of God is over your life. I'll see you next time on the Limitless Leadership Podcast.